This episode is all about the upcoming 2022 career fair. I'm usually your host, but not this time. Today, Ali Kashi, a University of Houston alumni who attended the career fair as a student and now as a recruiter, is your host. Ali speaks to Janice and Emily in the Engineering Career Center. Ali will start us off with some introductions. My name is Ali Kashi, and I'm here today with the Engineering Career Center uh, director. And Emily, forgive me, you're the career development specialist. Is that the position you're there? Uh, and we'll we'll introduce ourselves here in a moment and uh, and get 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 going. Today we're going to talk about the Engineering Career Center and what it takes for a semester uh, recruiting season and how what what it takes to get one of those things to uh, to get kicked off and how they help with the students and getting you guys prepared for uh, what's to come over the semester. Again, my name is Ali Kashi. I am in. Uh, graduate from the University of Houston. I don't think I want to get into the year that I graduated. If you can tell, uh, I've I've been a, I've been a graduate uh, for a while, but and working with the Engineering Career Center for um, it appears seven almost seven years at least since right before Janice joined. So um, I'm here as a as a reason why I'm here is I as a promise to myself uh, when I was a student. I promised that when I get to a position where I can actually help um, engineering students move through the uh, career process, I promised that I would be there uh, to do that. And so this is my way to uh, actually uh, keep that promise to my past self and hopefully my future self as well. So uh, uh, with that, I'll, I'll let Janice introduce herself as well. So yes, hi, my name is Janice Quiroz Perez. I'm the director of the Engineering Career Center. I just celebrated six years in the Engineering Career Center, but I have worked in the Cullen College of Engineering for almost 18 years um, in various roles in development, uh, alumni relations and, and special event planning. The Engineering Career Center has been one of my most favorite roles to date because I get to work with students, alumni, employers and amazing staff and faculty. And then I'll jump in and I'm Emily Clark. I'm new to the Career Center. Um, my role is Career Development Specialist um, and I help manage the co-op program for the university as well. Uh, I joined the Career Center here about three months ago, um, but before that I was actually with the graduate program in the Bauer College. So I was helping the business students kind of do something similar, preparing their resumes, aligning their academics with their um, career focus, understanding the recruiting seasons, when they should be applying for certain jobs based on those recruiting seasons and helping them get those academics aligned with that. So it sounds like you've, uh, you've done this before. You're just bringing some of that uh, outside, outside knowledge to the engineering folks, which I think is useful. That's, that's actually part of the reason why I think we're all here. So Janice, uh, we were talking about it before we hit record. I know that every, every semester brings a new recruiting season. So what, what do you have planned for what's coming next in the spring? The spring is typically, is it considered an off season or is it still as active as the fall? Well, before COVID, it had just gotten to the point where it was just as active as it was in the fall semester. And our number of companies participating was sort of the same. So before we used to call it our small career fair, but then it sort of became just as large as the fall semester. For this spring, we are gearing up for our first in-person career fair since the spring of 2020. This semester we'll have one in-person day and we're also having one virtual day. Um, we want to be able to give companies the option 
um, and students as well to attend virtually um, if that's in their comfort zone or be, you know, attend in person. So it's the first time we're, I think one, maybe one of two that are, are having both options for uh, students and employers. So we'll have our in-person career fair one week and the following week we'll have our virtual day. But we are gearing up for in-person recruiting events in spring 2022. So then, so that sounds like, and, and I know a little bit about what it takes to prepare just for a career fair, even the virtual one, just a singular one. You're going to do both or two. So that sounds kind of ambitious. Is, it, is that a, how's that, how's that coming along or is it, is it coming along or how's that, how's that going to work out for you? Ambitious is an understatement. Um, I thought that a virtual career fair would be easier than an in-person, but with challenges with technology and different meeting platforms and Wi-Fi issues, it, uh, it was very challenging to have it virtually. And we're able to do this with a very small team because our office partners with career ambassadors, which are student leaders of the Cullen College of Engineering. We have our first-gen career ambassadors. We also have a newly formed program, which we are calling Early Engagement Ambassadors, and they focus on um, reaching out to freshmen and sophomore students, get them early thinking about what they need to do to be successful, um, to obtain that first internship, to secure a job offer at graduation. So these ambassadors are, are really trying to start helping students early on. And one of those things is to prepare them for the career fair and get them going, right? At least attend that first one. We also have an actual career fair committee. So these ambassador programs consist of student leaders from three of our biggest organizations, which is the Society of Women Engineers. We also have the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, and we have our National Society of Black Engineers. So with their help, we are able to do more because as you mentioned, Ali, it is an ambitious um, endeavor, I think, to be able to manage help desks, both virtually and in person for both students and employers. It's, it's a little bit challenging. At least you have a, a, a crew of folks that are willing to uh, help, help make that as smooth as possible. Uh, a couple of things that I was curious about, uh, the career ambassadors that you, that you mentioned. I know, I know about the, the student organizations. I used to be uh, part of one of the, or a couple of those when I was in school. Uh, we won't get into that just yet, but are there any particular, like I think you mentioned the early engagement one and the career ambassadors, those guys, those folks, are, are they, are there any particular types of students or are they represent a cross section of the majors at the school? How does that, how does that work? And how do, how can students that aren't familiar with them, how can they find them? No, those are great questions. Um, <clears throat> we, we created when, you know, we had someone on our team, um, Dr. Norman, um, who was very passionate about first-gen uh, students, and she started the first-gen career ambassador program. And um, students apply; um, it, it's it's an applied you know position. They get interviewed, selected with the, and of course, their focus is first-gen students, but they help all students with a concentration on first-gen college students. Um, early engagement ambassadors, um, we started that as a pilot program with our um, first year experience courses, which are courses that all engineering students have to take. Um, one is the 
1100 and uh, 11 engineering 1100 and then there's the 1331 all students have to take those courses so these ambassadors work directly with the faculty to promote um, events make them aware of what is happening there's um, a list of activities right attend a student org meeting attend an employer info session and uh, we think early exposure will get them sort of engaged in the long run. So these ambassadors also hold office hours, which is how they work with students one-on-one. -on -one. They help them with their resume. They answer any career-related question. Um, sometimes it's, you know, how do you negotiate a job offer? So they, and I guess I wanna uh, clear it up, they just don't start doing this job without training. We train them um, before we put them out there uh, working with students. But um, yes, the early engagement program started up as a pilot program and we're officially launching it spring 2022. Speaking of, I guess if you're going to be doing an in-person career fair, we're going to, you and I, we've talked in the past, I, I, I typically do a, an in-person presentation. I'm assuming that's, that's still the case. You guys are going to ask or want me to do that. If not, I'll, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. But if, if, is that one of the, uh, I guess, plans, you know, planned events for, for the spring semester to prepare for the career fair? Yes, Ali. Um, typically, we have a resume workshop uh, the week before the career fair, and we haven't had an in-person workshop um, in almost two years. So this would be the first. I think the challenge is just securing a room for that, for that workshop. But typically, we always did it around lunchtime. Um, order some pizzas for the students, and 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 um, we always had a pretty decent turnout. We've been doing it virtually, and Ali, you had hosted a couple of those workshops on Teams, which we recorded, and it was great because the students can always go back and do that. I think that's one of the challenges with not, with being in person is we don't get that recording, but you know we still have the old ones um, on file, so they can always re uh, refer to those. But yes, we are preparing for in person career fair. Uh, prep events and our career fair committee will be leading many of them. We already have two that they are working on. Uh, one of them is called prepare for the fair. They will be hosting one and it'll be in the evening and they're working on securing a room uh, for a time that works for their members and most students, right? They kind of preferred evening events sometimes. And they're also going to host another event uh, before the career fair, which is called the internship talk. And um, they invite students who have interned uh, across industries uh, to talk to, you know, freshmen and sophomores, and they could learn about their internship, how they secure the internship, what types of projects they worked on. But it's really to sort of motivate them and get them excited about the career fair and um, what could potentially, what could, they could potentially sort of attain, right, from attending the career fair is to secure that internship and they can learn more about these companies if that's a company they're interested in, to sort of what are they looking for in a candidate. So usually it's about, you know, six or seven interns leading these little sessions and students kind of bounce around from intern to intern. Um, so those are two that are in the works in addition to Resume Cafe that Emily will be leading um, this spring as well. So, so Emily, that's a good point. Uh, the Resume Cafe, are, is that going to be also virtual and in person? Because I know I, I've, I've participated in the virtual ones, which is, which is kind of fun because it's almost like speed dating just with resumes 
and uh, doing it via teams. I, I, I think at least given my schedule, I, I was able to squeeze four or five in about in a span of about an hour and a half to two hours or something like that. So it's, it's fun for me just because I'm already used to spending all my time in teams. So I'm just curious if you're going to do the in-person stuff and virtual, because that's, again, it feels like it's probably double the effort. It's definitely going to be a double the effort kind of year, I think. We're definitely doing the uh, in-person version and the virtual version, like Janice mentioned, so that we give students and employers the opportunity to participate. We definitely want students with a well-branded resume, whether that, that means they can come in person to get that looked at and reviewed, or they do a virtual review. And we also have the option for them to have that reviewed through eConnection, but we want them to have that opportunity to have it reviewed from professionals in the industry as well. So we're, we're making both uh, options available this year. And you just, you just mentioned something, uh, a term that I'm, not to say I'm not familiar with, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. You said well-branded resume. What, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so I guess I'll lead with my background is in marketing. So I got an MBA over at Bauer, right? Focused in marketing. I want students to showcase the best version of themselves. Um, and a resume is the way to do that. That's their first impression to a potential employer. And an employer, a recruiter would want to see, you know, how are you how are you going to benefit? And you've touched on it before earlier. How are, what are you bringing to the table? And a student needs to be able to effectively write that in their resume. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, so well-branded is going to be every detail that you can put about yourself on that one page resume. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say, uh, when you said well-branded, I thought you were going to say something like, make sure you have all these brand name companies on your resume. That way it's really, really cool. If you're a freshman or a sophomore, you may, may or may not necessarily have, you know, the, uh, like an Exxon or, or some of these bigger oil company names. If you're looking at oil and gas, that is my background. I spent my entire career in oil and gas and, and finding now that that necessarily, well, there's, there's a ma major shift uh, going on in, in where, where we are, where I am, uh, just the way I see things uh, market-wise. So, yeah, when you say well-branded, you're, you're, you're really talking about story or, or at least being able to connect what I do as a, as a potential candidate to what you do as a company, as a hiring company and how to, and, and, how, and so I, I, and being that you're, this sounds like this is sort of your uh, area of expertise. You're, you're able to, you'll be able to coach students in how to do that. Right. I mean, it's, I can tell you from my own experience, I, as, especially as an engineering student, we're not necessarily, I'm not necessarily versed in marketing. Uh, sometimes, Sometimes we talk about this in, in the career workshop or the resume workshop that uh, in, that we've done is engineering students especially are not necessarily well or trained to market themselves. It's usually kind of, I say it all the time in, in my presentation, sales is not a four letter word. It's, it's actually what we all need to be doing, uh, especially when you're in an interview uh, situation because you are trying to sell yourself or sell your services to, it sounds like you have that type of background, especially being in marketing. So um, how can, how can you help, how do you envision yourself helping students, you know, gain some of that knowledge or at least making that a marketing connection as, as, as engineering students? Cause like I said, at least from where I came from when I was there, I was like, you know, my work speaks for itself. And, and while not, I'd say probably 75, 80% of that is true. Uh, when you're out in the world, maybe it's a little less, but when you're out there, if you're not talking about yourself, you know, not very many people will. So how do you get students to understand that and work, work that, work that out? 
A good, good question. I mean, I think it's them taking advantage of the resources that we're providing, um, whether that's the the resume cafe, the networking social, um, or the events that the career uh, fair committee is putting on, or coming in and, and having your resume reviewed in person, taking advantage of the first gen ambassadors that are reviewing resumes. Um, all of us, like Janice mentioned, are trained on how to perfect a resume. And a resume is never finished. I feel like it's always a living document. And so it's, there's always room for improvement. There's all, and even my own personal one, you know, you can always improve and you see something else on LinkedIn or on eConnection. You're like, oh man, that's a great way to phrase whatever I just did or the project that I just worked on. Um, so whenever you're done, it's not finished. It's just good enough version right now to apply for that one job. Um, and then there's always more jobs that you want to apply to that are slightly different than you want to tailor those resumes. And you can have multiple resumes for different types of positions you want to apply for. So making students aware that you don't have to have just one, but there's a couple different templates you can start from. And, and you guys at the ECC have some of the, have those templates, right? I've, I've seen them and, and I haven't really had any issues with, uh, I wouldn't make any changes to them by, myself uh, because I agree your resume is a living document. Technically I need to update mine because I've I have, there have been some changes in my career that I haven't uh, included in my resume, but, but yeah, so you guys have, in fact, you have a lot of different uh, documents that you, uh, that are available to help guide the resume writing process because it's, it is, it is tough uh, to, to put something together that, that is cohesive enough to where it, you know, when you hand it to somebody, it makes, makes sense. I've, I've often called it in the, in the workshop, I've often called it a marketing document uh, myself because I, I look at it, I've, 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 I phrased it as a brochure of, for my services. And so I've, I've spent a lot of time in sales uh, in my career uh, as the technical salesperson. So there's a lot of that, that I've actually done some of this. And that's why I think it's worth thinking about the earlier, the sooner you get involved in, or at least understand these concepts as an engineer, as a student, whether you're engineering or not, I'm not sure if it, uh, if it's just exclusive to engineering students, but understanding that that you know there are certain documents that you should have, resume is one is probably key, uh, and thinking of them as a brochure for your particular services, then you can sort of form that into whatever you're trying to get into, uh, be it if you're a chemical engineering student or mechanical, uh, the same the same type of process applies. Thank you to Ali, Janice, and Emily for explaining the inner workings of the University of Houston's Engineering Career Fair and detailing all the teamwork it takes to put this hybrid event on. Thank you for listening to the University of Houston's Engineering Podcast.